Welcome everybody yet another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. Hopefully y'all are enjoying your day, and if not, let's see if this episode can change it. Because ladies and gentlemen, this is the conclusion to the three-part series of WWE matches that did not happen as originally advertised, slash were affected by the phrase card subject change, whatever I called it at this point. So we've already gone through 200 examples, 100 per the first couple episodes, and today we're going to cover the remainder, it's not going to be 100. This also includes the honorable mentions. Now, before I get to the explaining the honorable mentions, let me quickly remind you, these matches will only be ones that were advertised for television, so no house show matches, no matches that were just changed to a standard, no disqualification, and no battle royals. But now, there are going to be some slight ones mentioned as like something little being added, but the honorable mentions that I kept mentioning were matches that were announced but never had a match graphic ever released officially advertising the match. These were just done verbally, or there were some kind of, like, versions of these graphics where I could not find them no matter how hard I looked. And you'll understand which ones I mean as we go along. So without further ado, let's conclude this episode by going through the remainder of WWE matches that did not happen as originally advertised. Number 201, SummerSlam 1997. We remember Undertaker versus Bret Hart for the WWF Championship. Originally, it was just a original one-on-one -on -one match between them for the title, and eventually, Shawn Michaels would be added as the special guest referee. Number 202. Also at SummerSlam 1997, we were supposed to have seen Psycho Sid versus Vader in a one-on-one -on -one match, but it most likely, likely did not happen due to Psycho Sid styling to depart from the company around this time and his appearance becoming more and more more less happening or less common number 203 the money in the bank ladder match from money in the bank 2014 originally bad news barrett aka wade barrett was supposed to be part of the match however he was taken out due to a shoulder injury caused on an episode of smackdown prior to the pay-per-view caused by jack swagger throwing him into the barricade number 204 survivor series 1997 we saw team canada versus team usa However, on Team USA, we were supposed to have seen the Patriot as part of the tag team. However, he would be removed due to an injury and be replaced by the lethal weapon, Steve Blackman. Number 205, on the Raw side of the Money in the Bank ladder match and Money in the Bank 2010, R-Truth was originally a part of the match, but would be taken out due to injury and would be replaced by the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Number 206, fully loaded 2000. We remember Triple H and Chris Jericho going one-on-one -on -one at the pay-per-view. Originally, it was not a last man standing match. It was originally advertised as a standard match before getting the last man standing stipulation added upon that. Number 207. At In Your House Revenge of the Taker, we were supposed to see Ahmed Johnson have a 3-on-1 gauntlet slash handicap match against Crush, Farouk, and D'Lo Brown. It was either D'Lo or Savio Vega. No, sorry, it was Savio Vega. But... I believe it was due to Farouk being injured following the Chicago Street from WrestleMania 13, why this match did not happen, and instead would be put off later on to In Your House, A Cold Day in Hell. Number 208, this was a very early one. Survivor Series 1989 was supposed to see the tag team of the Ultimate Warriors versus the Heenan Family, and on the Heenan Family, we were supposed to see Tully Blanchard as part of the Brain Busters, part of the team. However, Tully Blanchard would be fired from the company right before the peer review due to him failing a drug test, and his spot would be taken by Bobby the Brain Heenan. Number 209, One Night Stand 2008 was supposed to see a fatal four-way Singapore game match with just John Morrison, Tommy Dreamer, Chavo Guerrero, and CM Punk to determine the number one contender of the ECW Championship at Night of Champions against uh, Big Red Machine Kane. However, it would become a fatal five-way match once the Big Show was added to this whole match. 
Number 210, I almost forgot about this one. Survivor Series 2006, we had the team of WWE Legends versus the Spirit Squad in a traditional 5 on 5 Survivor Series tag team elimination match. Roddy Piper was originally part of the WWE Legends team, but we taken out due to his diagnosis with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and Ron Simmons would end up taking his place at the pay-per-view instead as part of the team WWE Legends. Number 211, this one is actually a pretty noticeable one nobody remembers. Fully loaded in your house from 1998, we saw Triple H versus The Rock in a 2 out of 3 falls match for the Intercontinental Championship. However, originally, it was supposed to have been a champion versus champion title unification match. 2 out of 3 falls, as Triple H, who was originally the European champion at the time, was going to put his title on the line against Intercontinental Champion The Rock to determine who would be the undisputed mid-card slash champion. However, this would just then be for the Intercontinental Championship instead when Triple H lost the, D the European Championship to D'Lo Brown prior to the pay-per-view. Number 212, Judgment Day in your house was supposed to be a standard one-on-one -on -one match between Mankind and Ken Shamrock. However, the Intercontinental Championship would be on the line upon Ken Shamrock winning the vacant championship following a tournament after Triple H had to vacate the championship due to his knee injury that he was suffering around the time of SummerSlam. Therefore, Ken Shamrock would then put the title on the line against Mankind at the pay-per-view. Number 213, this is a bit of an odd one, WrestleMania 15, we remember Stone Cold versus The Rock. However... There was a bit of a difference there. Originally, both Mankind and Big Show were advertised as dual special guest referees for the match. But then that would be changed later on as Mankind and Big Show would go one-on-one -on -one at WrestleMania instead to determine who would be the solo special guest referee at, during the main event. Number 214, Stone Cold vs. The Undertaker, Over the Edge 1999, had a bit of a slight change. Shane McMahon was originally advertised as the solo guest referee for the match, but as time went on, Vince McMahon would then also be added as a co-special guest referee. Number 215, and I never knew about this one, King of the Ring 1999, we remember Stone Cold versus Shane McMahon and Vince in a handicap ladder match at the pay-per-view for 100% ownership of the company, but originally it was just going to be a standard 2-on-1 handicap match with nothing really being on the line. Like, I don't believe the ownership was originally at stake until after the ladder match stipulation was added. So it was just going to be a standard handicap match at the pay-per-view instead. Number 216, Undertaker Rob Van Dam, Vengeance 2001. Just going to be a standard one-on-one -on -one match as announced by Vince McMahon. But then as the pay-per-view took place, it was then changed to being a hardcore match for the Hardcore Championship. Number 217, also at Vengeance 2001. It was supposed to be just a standard match between Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy at the pay-per-view event. But then later on, Lita would be added as the special guest referee for the match between the two Refuting Brothers. Number 218, Armageddon 2002. Shawn Michaels vs. Triple H was later changed to a three-stages of hell match for the World Heavyweight Championship, but at first it was a standard match for Shawn Michaels' World Heavyweight Championship. Number 219, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, SummerSlam 2002 being Shawn Michaels' first official televised match, at least within a national stage, for the Heartbreak Hit Shawn Michaels, originally was just a standard match, within the advertising, but then would later change to an unsanctioned street fight when in kayfabe terms, Eric Bischoff said that he cannot sanction the match and it would never actually officially happen until it was then changed to an unsanctioned street fight to take liability off the company. Number 220, Bad Blood 2003, Triple H Kevin Nash, we all remember being a Hell in a Cell match. This was just going to be an original one-on-one -on -one Hell in a Cell match until Mick Foley was then later at his, his, the special guest referee for the World Heavyweight Championship match. Number 221, Armageddon 2003 was simply a four-team listing of the tag team turmoil at the pay-per-view. However, later on, Tess and Scott Steiner 
as well as La Resistance would be added to the match. And then, as we all know, after the match concluded, Batista and Ric Flair would be last-minute additions, thus adding them to the tag team turmoil as well. So we went from four teams to six scheduled tag teams to a seventh one upon an impromptu addition. Number 222, also at Armageddon 2003, we're supposed to see a standard one-on-one -on -one match for the Intercontinental Championship between Rob Van Dam and Randy Orton, and Mick Foley would also then later be added as a special guest referee, so two pay-per-views in the same year where we had a whole thing of Mick Foley being added as a referee. Number 223, Survivor Series 2004, Team Guerrero versus Team Angle was one of the Survivor Series tag team matches. Originally, Rey Mysterio was part of Team Guerrero at the pay-per-view, but we were replaced by John Cena, and then Rey Mysterio would then be added into part of a fatal four-way match for the Cruiserweight Championship that night as a replacement. Number 224, Vincent's 2005, I did not know this either, was originally just a one-on-one -on -one match for the WWE Championship between defending champion John Cena and challenger Christian. And this was announced the night after the One Night Stand pay-per-view. However, later on in the night after Jericho found out the news, he would turn heel and attack John Cena after their tag match, and the following week, Chris Jericho would be added to the match, thus making it a triple threat for the WWE Championship. Number 225, WrestleMania 28, we saw Team Johnny versus Team Teddy to determine who would be the sole general manager for both Raw and SmackDown. And over on Team Johnny, originally Drew McIntyre was on the tag team, but would be taken out and would be replaced by Captain Charisma, Christian. Number 226, Money in the Bank 2013, we saw an all-star Money in the Bank ladder match. And Kane was originally part of the match, however, he would be taken out due to an attack by the Wyatt family prior to the pay-per-view event, thus taking the match down an additional participant. Number 227, another one for a recent pay-per-view. Money in the Bank 2021, we were supposed to see Bianca Belair defend the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bayley in an I Quit match. However, the match would end up being canceled due to Bayley suddenly suffering an injury during training prior to the pay-per-view, thus scrapping the match altogether. Number 228, Clash of Champions 2016, we were supposed to see in a one-on-one -on -one match for the Raw Women's Championship, or possibly still known as just the WWE Women's Championship, between Charlotte and Sasha Banks. However, Bayley was then added to the match, with Sasha, with Sasha Banks and Dana Brooke, when a match between Sasha Banks and Dana Brooke ended in a double pinfall on Raw. So yeah, Bailey would end up being added, thus making it a triple threat. Number 229, King of the Ring 2000. We remember the six-man tag match for the main event, Shane, Triple H, and Vince versus Undertaker, Rock, and Kane. Originally, it was just going to be a standard six-man tag team match, but then later on, the WWF Championship would be put up for grabs. Number 230, Stone Cold vs. Triple H, No Way Out 2001. We remember this, like, amazing match. It was just going to be a standard one-on-one -on -one match between both men. Then the stakes would be raised, thus making it a three-stages-of-hell match to finally put this feud into conclusion. Number 231, Edge and Christian vs. Brothers of Destruction vs. The Dudley Boys, No Way Out 2001. is just going to be a standard triple-threat tag team match for the tag team championships. However, it would end up becoming a triple-threat tag team tables match a little later on after the match was originally announced for the Tag Team Championships. Number 232 at In Your House 1, we were supposed to see the Razor Ramon team up with 123K, later known as X-Pac, to go in a tag match against Jeff Jarrett and the Roadie. However, right before the pay-per-view match could happen, the 123K suffered a legit neck injury prior to the pay-per-view, thus taking him out of the match and leaving Razor Ramon into a 2-on-1 handicap match instead against Jeff Jarrett and the Roadie at the pay-per-view. Number 233, this one I probably don't remember due to the fact that I have not seen this pay-per-view yet. At one night only in 1997, we originally advertised to see Ken Shamrock 
take on one-on-one -on -one against Owen Hart. However, Ken Shamrock, for whatever reason, would end up being taken out of the match and be replaced by Vader. Number 234, at SummerSlam 1990, we were supposed to see Tito Santana go against his former tag team partner Rick Martel in a one-on-one -on -one match. However, in reality, Rick Martel would be injured prior to the pay-per-view, and in storyline, they would claim that he was taking part in a modeling competition in Paris, and instead Tito Santana would go one-on-one -on -one at the pay-per-view against the Warlord instead. Number 235, the Head Shrinkers were really scheduled to defend the WWF Tag Team Championships against Bam Bam Bigelow and IRS at SummerSlam 1994. However, right before the pay-per-view, the Head Shrinkers would drop the Tag Team Championships to Shawn Michaels and Diesel at a house show before the pay-per-view, thus making this tag team match happen at the pay-per-view with absolutely nothing on the line. Number 236, originally at Royal Rumble 1992, it was announced that Bret Hart would defend the Intercontinental Championship against the Mountie. At the pay-per-view event, however, before the pay-per-view, Bret would end up losing the championship to the Mountie in a house show. Though there have been plenty of re like theories going around saying what exactly happened, he was sick or something with his contract in WCW, and instead Roddy Piper would then face the defending champion, the Mountie, at Royal Rumble to the 1992 instead. All right, three more here, folks, for the honorable mention. Number 237. Booker T was going to go just one-on-one -on -one in a standard match against the Boogeyman at WrestleMania 22. However, a bit later on, Charmel would be added to the match, thus making this a 2-on-1 handicap match of Booker T and Charmel against the Boogeyman. Number 238, Vengeance 2006 was going to be a standard Extreme Rules match between Sabu and John Cena. But then after this match was announced, John Cena would end up appearing on ECW and would raise the stakes, making, making this an Extreme Lumberjack match. As the, which Sabu would agree to, thus making all the Lumberjacks members of the ECW roster for the event. And now the final one before the honorable mentions, folks. Number 239, the most recent example, Bianca Belair. Sasha Banks was supposed to happen for the SmackDown Women's Championship at SummerSlam. However, Sasha Banks would be taken out due to, a, at, at least at the point of this recording, still unknown reasons. And instead, Bianca was teased to go one-on-one -on -one against Carmella instead, but then would be officially defending the championship against Becky Lynch as the official last-minute replacement. Number 240. In your house, a cold day in hell, we were supposed to have seen Psycho Sid versus Mankind in a one-on-one -on -one match, but as mentioned before, Psycho Sid's appearances within the company of WrestleMania started to diminish, and eventually he was actually replaced by Rocky Maivia to take on Mankind at the pay-per-view instead. Number 241. At Fully Loaded In Your House, originally we were just going to get a standard one-on-one -on -one match between D'Lo Brown and X-Pac, however it would end up being for the European Championship once D'Lo Brown won the European Championship from Triple H prior to the event, which also had the effect changing up Triple H vs. Rocket for the same pay-per-view. And finally, number 242. This one I did not know until just recently. At Survivor Series 1991, one of the main tag matches that we had 4-on-4 was supposed to be Jim the Anvil Neidhart teaming up with Jim Duggan, the Dragon, a.k.a. Rika Steamboat, and Texas Tornado to take on Colonel Mustafa, the Berserker, the Bully, and Skinner. However, there were a few changes that Jim Nyhart would be replaced by Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, the Dragon, aka Ricky Steamboat, had left the company before this, so he ended up being replaced by Tito Santana. And the Bully, not exactly sure who he is, would be replaced by Hercules. Alright folks, now it's time to get on to the long-awaited honorable mentions. As I mentioned, these are matches that were advertised like as in verbally announced through shows and everything, but did not happen exactly as that, and there are no graphics, at least from what all my research could go through, could not find. So let's go through these honorable mentions, because there's a pretty good amount of them. 
First off, WrestleMania 24, the Money in the Bank ladder match, Jeff Hardy was originally part of the match. However, I could not find any graphics showing this no matter how many Raw, SmackDowns, everything I looked up. But as we all know, Jeff Hardy would be removed from the match due to a wellness policy violation a few weeks before WrestleMania, and it would also cause him to drop the Intercontinental Championship to Chris Jericho. Backlash 2002, some people may not know this, Brock Lesnar was supposed to go one-on-one -on -one against Matt Hardy. The event, however, right after the match was announced, Matt Hardy would be attacked by Brock Lesnar on Raw and would be replaced by his brother Jeff. No Mercy 2000, Eddie Guerrero was originally going to be scheduled to defend his Intercontinental Championship one-on-one -on -one against Billy Gunn. However, on the, on the October 16, 2000 edition of Raw in a match against Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero would suffer an injury to his leg, thus making him unable to compete, and right before the pay-per-view, it would be announced and said that Billy Gunn would team up with China to go against Right to Censor, members of Right being Bell Venus and The Good Father, as a replacement match. Vengeance 2002, we were supposed to see Edge go one-on-one -on -one against Chris Jericho. However, everything would change when Edge would win the WWE Tag Team Championships with Hulk Hogan on the July 4, 2002 edition of SmackDown. Therefore, things got changed around to where Edge and Hogan would end up going against the Un-Americans at the Vengeance Fairview, and Jericho's match with Edge would be canceled, and he would instead go against John Cena. Also at Vengeance 2002, originally it was just The Rock and The Undertaker going one-on-one -on -one for the Undisputed Championship. However, also on the July 4, 2002 edition of SmackDown, Kurt Angle would have a controversial finish with this one-on-one -on -one match against The Undertaker, the one that ended in a in a draw due to Undertaker tapping out the moment he pinned Kurt Angle after reversing a triangle choke, and then Kurt Angle would be added to the match, thus making it a triple threat for the championship. Night of Champions 2009. Now, I kept referring to this back in the first episode. It was going to be Edge and Chris Jericho defending the Undisputed Tag Team Championships against Legacy, being Cody Rose and Teddy Biasi. However, Edge would be replaced with the pay-per-view by The Big Show due to him suffering a legit Achilles tendon injury at a house show before the pay-per-view. The Great American Bash 2006, we were supposed to see Super Crazy go one-on-one -on -one against Gregory Helms for the Cruiserweight Championship. However, he was found to be ha Super Crazy was found to have elevated enzymes of the liver and would be replaced by his last-minute replacement, Matt Hardy. Survivor Series 2005, we all remember this. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Team SmackDown was supposed to have had Eddie Guerrero on the pay-per-view as he would qualify for the paper for the Team SmackDown part of the match, but would pass away just a few days after the airing of SmackDown due to heart failure, and Randy Orton would end up being taking his spot at the event. WrestleMania 12, this one slash rumor slash somewhat announced and being built. Razor Ramon was scheduled to go one-on-one -on -one against Goldust for the Intercontinental Championship. However, Razor Ramon would be legitimately suspended prior to the WrestleMania 12. It was said being some kind of thing with wellness policy. And Roddy Piper would end up taking the match against Goldust, and it would become a Hollywood backlot brawl. SummerSlam 1990 was supposed to see Mr. Perfect go one-on-one -on -one against Brutus Barber Beefcake for Mr. Perfect's Intercontinental Championship. However, Brutus Beefcake could not compete due to a legit parasailing accident that damaged his face, put his career on hold for a few years, and instead the Texas Tornado ended up facing Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental Championship instead. WrestleMania 32, now also speaking of the Intercontinental Championship, it was put on the line in a ladder match at WrestleMania, and originally Neville otherwise known as Adrian Neville, or now known as Pac, was part of the match, but we removed due to an ankle injury that he suffered on Raw in a match against Chris Jericho, and would be replaced by Zack Ryder, who would end up going on to winning the match. Extreme Rules 2011. Originally, it was The Miz defending the WWE Championship against John Cena and R-Truth. However, the following week after R-Truth qualified to be part of the match due to the anonymous Raw general manager making the decision, R-Truth would lose his spot 
to John Morrison, then afterwards return heel, and the whole thing about smoking a cigarette and blowing smoke all over John Morrison's face as part of the heel turn for a losing spot in the WWE Championship match. In your house, Revenge of the Taker, it was announced that we were going to see Bret Hart versus Psycho Sid in a one-on-one -on -one match, following the whole events from what happened at WrestleMania 13 with Bret Hart getting in verbally involved in the main event between Undertaker and Psycho Sid. However, the match would be changed to Stone Cold versus Bret Hart due to Psycho Sid no showing television, once again, as mentioned earlier, around this time after WrestleMania. Another possibly unknown one, or partially forgotten one, Money in the Bank 2014, it was going to be Daniel Bryan versus Kane one-on-one -on -one at the pay-per-view as announced by Simon McMahon. This is around the time that Daniel Bryan was announced that he was suffering a neck injury and his whole medical condition not being fully known yet, said that if he was clear to compete, he would go one-on-one -on -one for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I might have been, it's been rumored to be a stretcher match against Kane and Money in the Bank. However, the match was scrapped due to Daniel Bryan not being able to be cleared in time, and the WWE Championship would then instead be vacant for the pay-per-view and put on the line in the main event in a ladder match. Also one that was announced, originally Backlash 2018, Randy Orton was going to go one-on-one -on -one against Jinder Mahal, for the United States Championship after Jinder won the U.S. Championship at WrestleMania 34, but instead it would be Jeff Hardy taking on Randy Orton when Jeff Hardy won the United States Championship from Jinder Mahal. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the final one. Backlash 2009, Legacy, Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, and Teddy DiBiase were scheduled to go on a 3-on-3 tag team handy or tag team match against Triple H, Shane McMahon, and Vince. However, the exact same night that the match was announced, Batista would end up returning in the main event of that episode of Raw after WrestleMania, and then Vince announced that Batista would instead take his spot. So there you have it, folks. All three parts are officially in the books. Over 200 examples of matches that I found leading up to this point of matches that were announced, but never happened as originally advertised for a plethora of reasons. Referees being added... Titles being put on the line or just no longer being put on the line. Stipulations added, so on and so forth. A lot of changes over the course of almost like around over 30 years, nearly 40. So hopefully you all enjoyed this three-part series. If you did, please remember to leave a like. Leave your comments below what you all thought. Check out the first two episodes if you haven't already. Make sure you're subscribed with that bell turned on. I will catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good night, everybody.